You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Everybody, welcome to the Screener Squad. Today, I'm with Neil and Ray. Say hi, you two. Hi, you two. Hello. I gotta stop being so literal with my <laughs> intros because everybody does that to me, and I never learned my lesson. You never do. I would have done it if she didn't do it first. Speaking of learning lessons, were you two ever bullies in high school or bullied? I was too small to be a bully, so I was. My my school, you got a little haze when you were a freshman, but that was, but it was still like the way you got bullied would be far and few between, not quite like what you see in movies or Stephen King. Stephen King loves setting bullies up to get their just desserts later. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of his huge obvious trademarks. Uh, what about you, Ray? Oh no, I was I was definitely bullied, and and of course I went to a rather large. Well, I went to large schools all the way around, whether it was elementary or junior high or high school. You know, Neil went to that school that had you know forty kids, and that was it. Um, so there were two hundred in my high school when I graduated, <laughs> and you got picked on or you got mocked, but full on bullied wasn't like a few kids did. I'd say my school wasn't squeaky clean like she's trying to portray it, but. It wasn't prominent. I obviously was a bully. Chad. That's not true. I I was picked on all the time, mostly for my my stature and my weight. When I finally figured out how to deal with bullying, like you can never like make it go away. It's like Craig in this movie. He just wants to survive, you know, just getting through whatever he's got to get through to do what he wants to do after high school. That was kind of my MO was just to like, okay. I know there's certain people that don't like me, and I'm just going to avoid them. And if they come up to me and start some shit, I'll try to say something sarcastic that sounds like I'm just making fun of myself, like self-deprecation. You know what I mean? Makes sense. But I never had the ability to just, I mean, I don't even have a, did I have a cell phone? I had a Nokia in high school. So that's how old I am. One of those brick phones. But uh, I don't think I ever had the ability to text somebody to tell them to go murder somebody which is what craig eventually his superpower i guess his mythical uh, i don't know yeah i don't know what he called a superpower he wished upon an iphone and an avenging yeah. <laughs> ghost came true today's movie mr harrigan's phone is it's supposed to be a horror story i will debate that later it's a horror story about this kid craig who Gets a job working for this super rich dude, uh, just reading him books, basically, maybe doing some odd jobs around. And over time, 
Mr. Harrigan, he not like grooms him, but he, you know, he like sees potential in this young kid and he wants to give him options because this Mr. Harrigan doesn't have any friends. He just he made money in life and that was his only goal. Even in retirement, it's really his only goal. So there's this nice relationship between the two of them where Craig can speak frankly in front of Mr. Harrigan if he has an opposing opinion. And Harrigan may have like uh, opinions about it, but they have a very good relationship. This all comes crashing down when Mr. Harrigan dies after receiving a new iPhone from Craig as a gift, a thank you gift. He buries Mr. Harrigan with this phone and then he just starts, you know, I, I like I've done it with people, too, that have died. I'll randomly just go and text something, even though, like, I know the number's dead, the person's dead. But it's kind of cathartic. And, you know, depending on how you're feeling, it can make you feel better. Uh, but in this case, when Craig does it, uh, and it's basically wish fulfillment. Anything he wishes for Mr. Harrigan in the afterlife seems to be taking care of it. And that's basically it. And I I feel like this film has good points to it but i think it has many flaws and one of them is just being i think aggressively previewed as a horror like a like a horror horror movie and i think this is more like a thriller with some supernatural in it i don't know what do you two think no i think you're right i think the only thing that we're looking at here is a supernatural element i think you know this is one of king's stories that has a lot more in common you know with something say like and, and don't get me wrong this is not stand by me but it has something more in common with a story like that than it does you know an it or a cujo or any of those sorts of stories that we're used to from him uh so there is some nice things about it but you're right I, i'm not sure it's being marketed correctly because it's definitely a little supernatural piece to it but that's as far as it goes other than that, it's it's really a, a coming of age story. It's really a friendship story. It's really a, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of a moral there. Be careful what you wish for. But other than that, this is not a horror film. I found this movie aggressively boring for the most part. Um, it's definitely more supernatural. This this here, spoilers. This is if this is a sequel to a Christmas carol. If Ebenezer Scrooge lightened up a tiny bit. And he hired Tiny Tim to be his friend. And he reads to him. Uh, from the books he chooses, his favorite books, that's it. And even though you literally see this kid grow up, you really don't know anything about him. You don't get connected. You don't get invested. He's he's nice. But I think all he's going to do when he grows up is read audiobooks for or be a voice actor. Like That's all you know he's interested in. He reads out loud to someone. That's it. And the great Donner Sutherland, I wouldn't say is wasted, but he serves his purpose and then he's done. And then we have this occult supernatural iPhone connection and these cryptic texts that Craig somehow Rosetta Stones of knowing what Mr. Harrigan's saying in the afterlife. I found it mad. It, and part of that's to your point, Chad. It's marketed as dun dun dun. I think there's one jump scare, and it's a ringtone that does it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, there's there's no oomph. 
to this movie. And you mentioned Donald Sutherland. Don't please don't use the word wasted in a sentence with Donald Sutherland. Uh, you know, the fact is he's 87 years old. And yes, this part is him just sitting in a chair and speaking. But thank goodness he's still sitting in a chair and speaking. You know, um, I I just love the fact that we get to still get to see him on screen. But you're right on the overall feeling of this movie. There's 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 no oomph behind it. There's no real drive. I don't know. And we all have our own theories about Netflix, but I think we're all in agreement that nine times out of ten, Netflix will make a thing. That is like a thing that people like, but it's always missing something, right? I wouldn't go as high as nine out of ten. I mean, still, I think Netflix does a really good job cultivating. I've only seen one or two, I think, ever that I'm like, this was a waste of everybody's time and money. This, this was just meh. I don't, I don't, I think they just, just missed the mark, but not the whole target. And I don't know where that, if that came from the page from the director from net whoever it's just it's just kind of you know who i found the most engaging the bully we were talking about the bullies the first bully i found more engaging than anyone else on the screen and the other people in here are great his his teacher that takes the most interest in him the kid donald sutherland but the bully's the most charismatic and interesting in my opinion i don't know i mean i i dug Jaden martell you know it's a it's another stephen king story he's in but more to your point, Neil, I think that was what I was trying to say earlier. It's it's not that nine times out of ten every Netflix thing sucks. It's that nine times out of ten every Netflix thing exists. And it's not good or bad. It just is in this limbo of, oh, here's some of the things it did really well. But look at all the things that it missed or Fair. maybe had a misstep on. And you just kind of come to center. It, it really didn't have anything to say. I, I, I liked the weaving of the story with what books they were reading out loud. And I liked how they would actually give you the captions to the books. Um, Cause I'm a dumb film nerd <laughs> who doesn't read many books. So I appreciate being like, Oh yeah, I've, I've heard of that movie. Oh wait, it was a book. Oh, all right. Again, something like that is great. But then at the same time, I think once the Mr. Harrigan dying and the supernatural part stuff that, that, the second half was actually more boring to me than the first half. Like I was actually engaged with their relationship. Yeah. Their relationship is the reason to watch this. And you're right. It, it just lost something without that relationship, even though, yes, we have our main character trying to figure some things out, you know, and is not just of what's happening with this kind of supernatural. Is he answering me on his, on his iPhone, a dead guy, you know, thing, but he's also trying to figure some things out about his life. But Again, that doesn't really go anywhere, and he doesn't really find anything significant. It it just kind of fizzles without that relationship between the two characters, two main characters. It didn't really wrap up. It did well. not. Or, or they or they like introduce things that just never got addressed, like the silly. And I don't know. Maybe this is silly, but uh, a couple days after Harrigan dies, and you know things are being weird. Craig goes back to this, you know, huge mansion, by the way, that he kept going to for years. Uh, and one of the housekeepers basically said, like, you know, feel free to take a memento to remember him by. And where they read every day was this very nice, you know, reading room. And it had all these plants and orchids behind Mr. Harrigan. So Craig wanted an orchid. And I thought it was a really sweet gesture. But then what happened to the orchid? 
Like, I, I feel like there was such a, they focused on that moment so much. Like, did he take the orchid to college? You know, did the orchid grow up with them and he named it Orky the orchid? You know, like nothing is said. And there was like, a, it was a very sentimental moment. Maybe, maybe it doesn't need something and I'm reading too much into it, but I don't I think you like are. Were, Cause I think a better ending is we get a much older Craig tending to his orchids and yeah. Tim, Tammy Wynette comes on the radio and you're like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Or even, even, and I don't want to spoil the, the end of it, but even when we get to the end, it just kind of seems like, oh, well, he did that, and it's now over. Yeah, we did. We didn't get Craig any older. We didn't get Craig really making a decision about his life. Although half of the first part of the movie was Mister Harrigan, you know, trying to instill in him some life lessons and trying to push him toward, you know, hey what do you want to do and, and, and make something out of yourself and, and maybe get out of this tiny little town. And, and, but we never saw anything that happened to Craig at all past like, you know, his first year without Mr. Harrigan or so. I, 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 did he become, did he become an ace reporter of some sort, some sort of investigative journalist? I, I don't know. Because there was a couple of things, places there where he was trying to figure out this mystery and even trying to figure out the mystery of Mr. Harrigan's life before he knew him. But all of those things just started and then stopped. We never got any resolution to any of those e things either. And I That's don't know. That's because we spent the whole movie with a kid we weren't told shit about. Yeah. And I don't know if the book, since I haven't read, it's a short story. I, I don't know if the short story just kind of ends in the same way with no resolution and, and we're, you know, trying to get something out of Netflix that even Stephen King didn't give them or, or not, but wow, it, I liked the really, really like the first half of this movie and then watched it fizzle. The first half of this movie is great. And then it fizzles and it, it just kind of drags to the end. I think that's, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. I think I've already said, you know, some of the things, all these things that don't happen or don't wrap up or don't come to fruition in any way. But I think also, unfortunately, I was expecting a, a little bit of a different kind of movie. Now, one, the movie I got for the first half, even though it wasn't the movie I was promised, if you will, by Netflix, was a great movie. It's just that I think that the, the second half suffers. I think once we lose that day-to-day -day relationship between our main character and Mr. Harrigan, we're we're done, kind of, unfortunately. Um, there's part of me that wants to, you know, maybe recommend this to say, hey, because there's not a bunch of blood and because there's not a bunch of guts or anything like that, you know, maybe you could show it to your 10-year-old or your 12-year-old or something and kind of get them, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a Scared gateway. Scared of iPhones. I don't know, kind of gateway, but it's not even good for, for that, unfortunately. But the first half is great and the first half is great for, you know, instilling kind of to that love of reading and of every time Craig reads a book and every time then they, then he reads it again, a couple of years later, maybe to Mr. Harrigan, that he finds something different in the book, that there are things you can learn, things you can relearn, things you can see that you didn't see before as you grow up. So it could have been a really great coming of age story, but again, fizzle. So unfortunately at the end of the day, I mean, I would give the first half a much higher rating than the second half, but when you average them out, I'm probably at about a 5.5 .5 out of 10 copies of 
The House at Pooh Corner, which is not one of the books they read, but they should have. What Lorraine just said, they kind of do that once. They reference the second reading of They Shoot Horses, Don't They? But as deep as they go is the title of the book. That Craig's opinion on the title has changed in two years. I think that's indicative of this movie that we do not go below the surface. The farthest we go below the surface is when we bury Mr. Harrigan six feet down. And that's the that's the depth, the most depth we get out of this with a great, well, potentially great cast that doesn't get to go anywhere. The locations look great because we're again, we're small town, Maine. That's another staple of, of King. But Mr. Harrigan is seen to be like, he's Ebenezer Scrooge, a little bit chilled out. But he's looked to seem prophetic of where the internet and I and phones will go. Well, King wrote this in somewhere between 2018 and 2020. Of course, the character could be completely prophetic in that time frame. So that felt like a cheat completely. It never quite got off the ground. I'd recommend it to people that are that are King completionists or Donald Sutherland fans. Yeah, I was disappointed. I didn't have really a benchmark for this. I didn't want to be scared shitless or anything like that but it just kind of sits there i'm gonna give this five out of ten bars of soap i felt misled because and maybe because i'm watching so many shutter releases recently that i was expecting like a you know maybe a killer phone or like a kaiju at the end of harrigan coming out of a the grave and because of the magnets and the phone revived him i don't know what the fuck i was thinking i wasn't expecting what we got but when I started watching it, I was like, okay, not what I was sold, but I'm interested. And like we've already talked about, the second half just drops off. Nothing's resolved. There's no real arc for Craig, I think. And the movie suffers for it. And it just, again, it feels like another Netflix release that'll get forgotten. Yeah, I'll, I'll hover at that 5.5 out of 10 dead iPhones. Undead iPhones iphones uh, all right okay now i'm having like a, a a scene in my head of all the the zombies are like old like nokia phones and razor phones and inside are like the iphones and the the google pixels trying to hold everybody off that's a good short there that'd work that'd work it would look like a good animation i think yeah we'll get on it wait 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 okay no